0: Show 'em to all. Today's office is cut off we are starting eleven lines from the top with a brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sar, Basub misha Mysha, her Nisham Shadavnulio, and Lili Nishmas, Yatev Ben Burner Usher Anchol, his Nisham Shadavinal. And the mishnah says, Isin Makalagagal Pesas, a person is lied to make a fence for a roof or for a porch that's on Chalmite. Mysheadyot have loy uman only the work of an amateur and not the work of a craftsman. Shovin S duck in a person's lia to plaster cracks that's on the bottom of an oven. Umagilina Is Magela, he's lied to flatten them with a rope. Roller be Yad with his hands and feet. Avalei mechatzaim, not with mechatzaim, which is a professional tool. The Mishnah continues. Hatzir vatzir v'akayro. This is different parts of a door, a hamanul on the lock, v'amafteichin the key. Shenis bruf they broke. Metakano might, He's allowed to fix them on Khalamaid, even if it's done in a professional manner. Obavatchleis chav lasus machterumayid. As long as he doesn't have in mind, you know what? I'm not going to fix it now. I'm going to fix it on Khalamaid, because he has more time to do it on Khalamaid that he's not allowed to do. And chol kvashim any sort of pickled food shu yachol echol ma'ad that he's able to eat it on Khalamaid, kaiushan. So he's allowed to start pickling it on Chalmaid because he's going to be ready on Chalmaid and therefore it's not like he's preparing it for after Chalmaid because he's able to eat it on Now Another Gemara asked on the first part of the Hadid. <laughs> what exactly does it mean in Maseh he's building his fence in an amateur way. So if he says he's using palm branches and different sticks and things like that and that's not exactly the most professional fence. He's actually allowed to use rocks he's allowed to take stones and build a stone fence as long as he doesn't cement them together. He's allowed to plaster cracks and he's allowed to even roll them with a roller. So now we ask, Now the Mishnah tells us that you're allowed to actually use a roller, so of course you're allowed to use your hands and feet. So my answer is, this is really what the Mishnah is saying. You're allowed to put plaster on the cracks and roll over them in a way similar to how you would do it with a roller, but you're only allowed to use your hands and feet, you're not allowed to actually use a roller, and you're for sure not allowed to use a Mechad which is a very professional tool. And the Mishnah said, You're allowed to fix your door in a -a 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 normal manner even if you're a craftsman or you're hiring a craftsman to fix it, that's totally okay to fix it in a normal way on chalamayid. The Gemara Mini, we have a Mishnah that tells us ad yamav hayapatis Shlaim, Up until his days, a hammer was heard banging in Yerushalayim. This is talking about up until Yochanan Kan Gadol, was permitted for craftsmen to use his tools on chalamayid when necessary. But afterwards, it was usher. So how are we allowing the locksmith to fix the door in the normal fashion of chalamayid? In our Mishnah, we know that after Yochanan Kan Gadol, no professional work was allowed to be done on chalamayid. And as the asks, ad in that was only up until his days it was permitted mikan but from then. On it was usr. So, my answer is like, Kasha, no problem. The mission that Asr's work is talking about a blacksmith, and the mission that permits it, which is our mission, is talking about a locksmith. Since the banging in the blacksmith's hammer makes a lot of noise, so we say, okay, blacksmiths aren't allowed to work on a chal-a-maid. However, a locksmith, he's allowed to fix a door on a because it doesn't really make so much noise. But now, of if Usser asks a question, people are then going to say, a lot of noise is usr, but a little bit of noise is permitted. Noise that indicates that work is being done in a normal fashion is usr because it's little chalamite. But it's hard to differentiate between a lot of of noise versus a little. So Alarm of Rav he has a different answer. Like Hasha, there's no steer between these. One's talking about with a saw, one's talking about with an axe. A saw doesn't make so much noise whereas an axe does make noise. So what's the difference? Meaning, when it's apparent to all that normal work is being done, then it's usher. So an axe or a blacksmith's hammer that could be heard far away, those are usher to use on mine Whereas a saw or locksmith's tools, even though they do make noise, is confined to the area of work and therefore it's permitted. Rav Armor, he gives a different answer. Our mission is talking about after the Xera, that mission is Talking about before the Gzeera. Now, Ravashi, Omar, here's a different answer. How Rabbi Huda, that mission that Osiris work is Rabbi Huda, how Rabbi our mission is Rabbi Yasi. He says, Mantano imaid, bedavra Who's the one that holds that even though you're doing a davra Aved and Chalamayt, it's going to be a great loss if you don't fix it, so you're allowed to fix it in imaid, but there has to be a Shinoi, there has to be a difference, you have to make some sort of change. The like Yassi, that's not like Rabbi Yasi. Rabbi Yassi is our Mishnah, and he allows a locksmith to do regular work like normal, that's a of it. If you don't fix your door, someone's going to break into your house, so he allows normal work to be done without a Shinoi. And Omar Vina, he says, come on according to whom, are we allowed to put back the door lintel like normal, meaning we're allowed to hammer it back in on Chalamaid, and we're allowed to do it like normal? Come on, who's that like Just like Reb Yasi, and we don't have to do it with a Shinoi. And the Mishnah said, if he's able to pickle this food on Chalamaid and he's able to eat that pickled food on Chalamaid so then he's allowed to pickle it on Chalamaid. And now we have a story, Badisa Levi Kavri. Badisa is the river, Levi means at this place called Levay it all drained out, meaning the river just drained out, and now there was a whole bunch of fish left in the riverbed. So also Kuliyama, everyone went to the riverbed they trapped and they brought fish to their homes and Sharlahu Rav Rav allowed them to salt some of this fish they ate a whole bunch of the fish but they had some left over and in order for them not to spoil he said you're allowed to salt them Amr said to Rav our says only things you're able to eat if you're going to pickle them if you're going to preserve them so then you're allowed to eat them but that's only if you're able to eat them on Chol and over here they're going to be salting the fish they're preserving them but that's going to be for after Chol so they're not allowed to do that so Rav responded, they le'ib who, since originally, when they brought them to their houses, they intended to eat them and not to preserve them. And v. Shavaklu, now if they leave this leftover fish and they don't do anything with them, pussy, so they're going to get ruined. It's like merchandise that's going to get ruined. And as we said, something Aved, you're allowed to do something with it on so therefore they're allowed to preserve it And Vigadami, some say the story was actually like this Sharil rava mates and The Rava actually allowed them to go take these fish that were in the riverbed, bring them back home, and salt them. Not that originally they had to bring them to eat them, and if they had Left over, they're allowed to salt them. They were allowed to go and bring them home to salt them. So Abayi asked him, Our Mishnah said, he's only allowed to pickle food, he's only allowed to preserve it on Khalmid if he's going to be able to eat it on Khalmid. And when we preserve it on he's only going to be able to eat this fish after Chalmaid. So Rav responded, Haninami, these fish also, you actually could eat them if you press them. Meaning if you squeeze the salt out, you are able to eat it. So even though they salted them on Chalmaid, they could technically eat them on Chalmaid by squeezing the salt out and therefore it's not a problem. Problem. Just like Shmuel, They squeezed out the fish 60 times and he ate it. And Rav Kalusa, Rav visited the house of they squeezed it out for him 60 times and he ate it. So we see that even though fish is in the middle being salted, it's in the middle being preserved. As long as you squeeze it properly, you get the salt out, you're able to eat it. And Rav Iqlobei Shafir, he visited this place. They brought him fish, tilsa bishula, a third of it was cooked, tilsa milcha, a third of it was salted and then pressed and squeezed so he was able to eat it, but tilsa tavya, a third of it was broiled. So we see that you are able to. To eat salted fish as long as they squeeze that salt out. And more about the proper way to eat fish, Amaravi said, Amarli Adit Sayada, the fisherman told me, Kavro mali. Fish, right before it spoils, is best. When you catch a fresh fish, it's not so good to eat. You want to eat it just as about to spoil. But Amarav, and he said, Amarly adit sayada that Ada the fisherman told me, Kavra Tavya When you catch a fish, you should broil it with its brother, its brother is salt. Asuke bavua, then you should place it in its father, meaning you should place it in water. Mechli bebre. you should eat it with its son, meaning the juice that comes out of it, ishti le'avua, and then you should drink it with its father, meaning you should drink it with water of the place where it came from, meaning take water from the place where you caught that fish and drink it while you're eating the fish. And v'amarav, v'amarli adet sayada, adet the fisherman told me, after eating a kavra fish, tachli, kress, v'chalba, and milk, litan gufa, you should load your body up, meaning you should involve yourself in physical exercise, purya, and you shouldn't load yourself on your bed, meaning you should make sure to do physical exercise before you go to sleep. And v'amarav, adet the fisherman told me, kavra, v'chalba, after after eating fish, cress, and milk, mayo, you should drink water, and not beer. And v'loy Khamra, if you don't have water, it's better to drink beer and not wine. Hadjilach mashken for finishing the first parak cut, and we should be to finish the entire together, and of course, all of shas together. And now Yudallah fa'ombez, on top of the brand new parak, Misha someone who turned over his olives. So before olives were pressed into oil, they were placed in a barrel to soften. Right before pressing, they were turned over, and if they weren't pressed immediately, they would spoil. avil, and then he became an avil, so this is not referring to during. The the year he became an avel and one in morning isn't allowed to do malacha so he had turned over his olives they could spoil if he doesn't do any malacha and then he became an avel now the mishnah moves on to another case we're not talking about an avel it was right before yantef he turned over his olives he intended to press them and then ayinus and ayinus happened to him for whatever reason he wasn't able to press them had to him or the workers tricked him he told the workers show up tomorrow morning nine o'clock they're like yup boss we're coming nine o'clock tomorrow morning and they never showed up and then it became yantef so right now we're in the middle of Chalmaid. he's allowed to load up that first beam on the olive press, so he could put his olives in the olive press, put the first beam on top of them, which is going to begin the crushing process, and then he has to leave the rest till after Chalamaid. This is going to prevent him from a big loss, because that first beam loaded up on the press is going to squeeze out most of the oil. Any of the olives that do get ruined is not going to be such a big loss, and therefore he's allowed to do this on Chalamaid, but he's not allowed to press them again and again. He's not allowed to make sure that he gets every drop of oil out on Chalamaid. That's Rabbi Hu's opinion. Rabbi Isiomer, he says, he's allowed to pour and finish and seal like normal, meaning once we gave him a hetar to start the process of pressing his olives on Chalamite, he's allowed to finish that entire process on Chalamite. Now, the Gomorrah asked a question, Pazachba Avel Vasimba Maid, our mission started out talking about Avelus and concluded with talking about Chalamite. Our mission began by talking about a person who turned over his olives right before he became an Avel and then he became an Avel, but it didn't say what he's allowed to do, if he is allowed to do anything in his Avelus, but it does say that if he started doing this before Chalamite, he's allowed to continue on Chalamite. So, what's the halach in the case of an Avel? Zarmah of Shisha, Rav he says, that's what we learn from here, something which is permitted on Chalamite, it's Asser while he's in Avel. So if he turned over his olives before he became an Avel, and then he became an Avel, he is not allowed to press them and he's gonna lose all that money. On Khalamaid, he is allowed to press them. he says, Let me buy a let me buy Let me buy you may Avloidim rabbanon who, for sure, when he's in Avel, where it's only an Isr Drabbana to do work when he's an Avel Vashari, so it's permitted to continue pressing his olives. the even on Khalamaid, where the Iser of doing Malacha is really Midai the in a place where he's gonna lose a lot of money, the Kham allowed him to do work even on Chalamaid. So we see that Avel and Khalamaid the halacha is the same. But we have a Brasselic Rav Shisha Breder of that says that the Avel himself is not allowed to do work during his period of Avelos. Because the Brassus says, these are the things that we are allowed to do for an Avel in his state of Avelos. He's not allowed to do them himself. We are allowed to do them for him. Let's say his olives were turned over ready before he became an Avel. So then we're allowed to put that first beam of the press on top to start pressing the olives for him. But he's not allowed to do them himself. Let's say he needs to have his barrel sealed or his flax has to be taken out of where it's soaking if it's not taken out in time it's going to get ruined if it's or he has to take his wool out of the vat of dye where it's in if it's not taken out on time it's going to get ruined Once we're allowed to water his field once becomes his turn these farmers had a round robin they would say okay on Sunday is his day to go around watering everyone's field Monday it's that person's day to water everyone's field and when it was his day he actually was an ovil then so we're allowed to water his field and everyone else's fields for him but we see from here that an ovil is not allowed to do this work for himself but someone is allowed to do it for him, so that's a for Evshisha Bredra Now the passage continues: Rabbi Huda he says, Avzar stay near, we're even allowed to plant a plowed field for him, Vesada Haimetzla Pishtan, or a field which is ready to have flax planted. That's because if it's not planted right now, so then you're not going to be able to plant it and it's going to get ruined. Amr the told Rabbi Huda, Imlay Tizra Tizra B'afil, if he doesn't plant it in the earlier season, he's not going to undergo such a loss because he could really plant it in the later season. And Imlai Tizra if he doesn't plant it with flax, so Min Acher, he could plant it with something else, so it's not really such a pressure to plant. Atlanta right now, so therefore they argue with Rebbe Now, Roshim Gamaliel, he says, of his alves were already turned over, the ancient Uman Elohu, and he's the only craftsman that's able to do them, and again, he's in the middle of a Vedalus. If his barrel needs to be sealed, the ancient Uman Elohu, and he's the only expert that's able to do it. If his flax needs to be taken out of where it's soaking, and his wool needs to be taken out of the vat of dye, the ancient Uman Elohu, and he's the only expert that knows how to take it out, he's able to do it in private and quiet so no one sees him because he's the only one that's able to do it. Yes, even more than that, says and if he was an expert that the Rabim used, Vesap the he was a barber bathhouse attendant for the Rabim Regal and now it's time for Yantef Anchum Um Elohu, and he's the only one that's able to do this job. Hare is able to do it, that's even in public, even though he's in the middle of Avelos, because everyone needs him. And the brass continues so all these people, Bishvil and other people are allowed to do their work for them. So Arisas is working someone else's land, paying the owner a percentage of the crop. Chakirus is the same idea, but the rental fee is fixed, regardless of how much crop is produced, and Kablonus is a salaried worker that gets paid. By the landowner, irregardless of the crop produced. So again, all these people, if they become an Avil, they can hire someone else to do that work for them. Whereas Hakamar, Hagamal, and people that rent donkeys, camels, or boats, Hare yasu they're not allowed to do their work because they're not allowed to rent their donkey, camel, or boat out. They just will lose that money for that week, but they're not allowed to start a new contract for renting these things out during their period of Aveus. However, Vim Hayim Mukharnu Skarn al Kherim, if they were already hired out before they became an Avil, Hare Ilu Yasu, then they're allowed to do their work. That's because they're in danger of losing out all of that money on the previous Agreed on contract. Let's say he was a worker hired for the day and he gets paid by the day. Even if he's in a different city and then he became an avil, he's not allowed to continue doing his work. He gets paid for whatever he did and whatever he didn't do, he doesn't get paid and there isn't so much of a loss. So therefore, he's not allowed to continue doing his work. And the continues. He had other people's work in his hand, meaning someone hired him to do work for him. For example, he had to weave a garment and he had to make something for someone else and he had already had this contract. Even though it's with Kibaylos, which means there's no time constraints, they said, We're going to pay you X amount of money for this garment or for whatever whatever this is that we want you to make, and it doesn't make a difference how long it takes you. Loyasa, he's not allowed to do it if he's an avil. The Gemara asks on the wording of this, even though it's b'kibaylis, meaning he doesn't have any time constraints, and that implies, even if it's not b'kibaylis, meaning he has time constraints. But ad the opposite makes sense. Kibaylis, meaning he doesn't have any time constraints, that's considered like his own work, because the quicker he gets it done, the quicker he's able to take another contract, so really that's considered like his own work, so it's more likely that we're going to ask for him to do something performed under a time constraint, not the other way around. So the Gemara says, you're right, what the Brasser really should say is it doesn't make a difference if it was contracted with Kibbalist or without yasa, He's not allowed to do this work if he's in Avel. The Brasser continues, let's say his work was in the hands of others, meaning he had contracted someone else to do work for him. If it's in his house, they're not allowed to do that work because it looks like that he's helping him or that he hired them during while he was in Avel. But if it's in someone else's house, yasu, then they're allowed to do the work because people don't realize that they're doing that work for an Avel. Now the Gemara tells the story, they had a pair of oxen together, meaning each one of them owned an ox, and they would yoke them together, and then they would plow their fields together. Now, Something happened to which means that he became an Ovel. And in Gamle, he removed his ox from the yoke because he didn't want to benefit from the work of his animal. So Ravashi commented on this, Such a great man like him, he did so. We understand that he doesn't mind his own loss, and he wants to make sure that he doesn't have any monetary gain while he's an avel. He doesn't care about his partner's loss. His partner's going to lose money because now he only has one ox to plow with. And Valtanya, we just had this brasset previously that said Im muskaren, muhkaren, kharem, yasu, that if a person hired himself out or he hired his animal out to others before he became an avel, he's allowed to work during his period of avela so the other person doesn't lose out. So we answer for who Adam He, my of he held that an important person is different. Since he was very Chashev, people are learning from him and they're watching his every move and therefore he had to make sure to be extra strict. And if he allowed his... ox to plow. Even if he allowed it to plow his partner's field, other people are going to think that perhaps they arranged that to happen during his period of availus, and they're going to learn from there. And therefore he realized he has to stay very far away from perhaps someone learning the wrong thing from him. And that's why he unhitched his ox and he made sure it didn't do any work at all during his period of availus. We're going to stop here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.